Welcome to the City Point Podcast. For more information, please visit us online at citypoint.tv or our Facebook page, City Point Church. 14 prayer meetings. It was, and each one was very unique and very special. And you know, what's, what's really awesome is that God is, God is moving across the country, and, and there's just this common thread that keeps coming up, and it's, it's calling God's people back to him. He just keeps calling us back to him. And uh, we've been at it now for like 210 days, maybe 11 days, I don't know, uh, here, and no sign of letting up, but only signs of pressing in more and more and more. God is doing amazing things. And uh, you see, because as you go press into him, then everything, it's, it's like the principle of sharpening your axe. If your axe is dull, you got to swing harder and more. But you get your, you get your axe sharpened and, you know, you spend time sharpening your axe. And that's what you do when you're seeking God, you're just sharpening your axe. And, you know, when you're, when you're sometimes you wonder, like, how come is that my prayer isn't working? Um, because you, many times we, we just don't persist in prayer. we got to keep pressing, keep leaning in, you know, like the persistent widow. And so um, our goal is to just keep seeking and keep pressing into God. Because God is, like, speaking in some really powerful ways about what I think he wants to do in this region and even what he wants to do in this local church. I went all the way to to Dallas, and a person walked up to me I had never met before, and they said, I don't know what's going on where you're from, but I see you and your people have been digging the wells and digging the wells and digging the wells, and he said, keep digging and keep digging and keep digging because the well is springing forth. And, and I'm like, whew, glory to God. Yeah, keep on. Let's go. And, uh, and he just spoke some things over uh, the church that, you know, and I mean, I, he didn't even know I was a pastor. He didn't, I, I don't think he knew. I, I, I don't think he knew me from anybody. But these were the kind of encounters we had all week where people, I, I was in the Gateway bookstore, and the manager of the bookstore walked up to me and said, are you the pastor of all these crazy people? Because, man, they were in there buying up the store, you know. And, uh, and, I, and I, I didn't know if I was in trouble. Or why, did someone get caught shoplifting or what? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I am or not. And uh, I said, yes, I am. And he goes... Here and because I was standing in front of a bookshelf and and uh, and I was looking at the video series uh, to buy for the church called the Blessed Life. I don't know if you've watched that or seen that, and and I I wanted I wanted to make it available to the church. And I'm just looking at it and I'm thinking, well, you know, um, do I uh, do I buy this or do I wait till I get home and then order it and see how it's going to fall in and he reached up and he just grabbed it and a book that goes with it and then he peeled the price tag off and he said, here, this is for you. And he just handed it to me. No, and it was, I'm like, well, thank you. That's really awesome. He goes, he goes, no, I feel like you, and here again, this guy doesn't know us. He doesn't know, 
know anything. He goes, I feel like God has really got some great blessing in store for you. You know, I mean, that just encouraged my heart. You know, I, I, don't know where, I don't know where some of y'all are getting your information from. Some of y'all need to get off Facebook because you're getting all the bad information. I just keep going to God and I keep associating with the people of God and all I keep hearing is God's doing something, God's unfolding something, God is imparting something, God is giving you something, God is going to do something that you've never seen before and he's going to use your church to reach your region in a, in a move of God that's going to change the entire, they didn't just say the region, said it's going to change the entire Midwest. And I'm like, amen, well, glory to God, praise God. And so this is, this is what God is doing, and I'm, I'm encouraged, I, I am encouraged. I didn't go there and find a God that wasn't, that's not here. What I found is the same God that's been talking to us and working and speaking to us and leading us and imparting to us is, is working there as he is here. The only thing is they have a jump on us because they've been, when we went to the upper room and I sat with one of the leaders in the upper room and he told me, we've been at this now for eight years, just pounding the ground in prayer over Dallas, pounding the ground, praying for the City, praying for God to do something in revival and, and praying into this city. And he said, we've been doing it for eight years. And I'm thinking, well, we got a ways to go. But it's awesome because God is moving. I'm telling you, God is doing something in the, in the land today. I need, I need you to put this up. I want to read a verse for you out of, uh, it's, I don't want to go through this whole uh, go to the next one. Go to the next one. Right here. This is in Acts 3, 1921. This is in the Passion Translation. This is a, this is a translation that's really awesome. That if you it, Now it's out in the New Testament. You can get a whole Bible finally in it. They've been doing it book by book, and now it's out. But actually, it's on Bible Gateway. It's on the in the translations that I use on my desktop. And so in Bible Gateway, here's the Passion Translation of Acts 3.19 and 20 and 21. It says, and now you must repent and turn back to God. Now see, remember, this is Peter uh, preaching. This is Peter preaching a message. and he would, Now remember, he was preaching this to the to the Jews, after the after the the, the um, a mighty visitation of God and God is beginning to work in Jerusalem, and miracles are happening. In Acts chapter three, the beginning of the chapter is where uh, Peter and John go to the temple and they heal that lame guy who'd been sitting in front of that temple for years, and and it's a great thing that you you can read and. And, you know, here he had been sitting there for years, and, and the Jewish leaders had just been putting little money in his cup. And when Peter and John go by him, they, they said, with silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And see, that, I think that's the power of, of what we need to realize what we have a hold of. The church doesn't have a lot of silver and a lot of gold. 
least not this one. But we do have something that's more precious than silver and gold. And what God is doing is giving us the ability to reach out and touch people because people are coming in these doors that are broken, that are healing, that, are, that, that need healing, that need a touch of God. There's believers coming from other places where they're, they've been hurt and they've been broken and, and their lives have been, been, been damaged. And God's, I, I believe, have pointed us to be a place where people are going to come and get healed and get restored and then get sent back. They're not all going to come and stay. I don't know if you, if you figured this out yet, but it's okay because all I want to do is be here and be stationed where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And if God just has me here to help put people back in their place, I'm good with that because when the body of Christ gets in its place, we will know God will show up in his power and his glory and we'll all be able to have a part of that. Don't you want to be a part of that? There's people out here right outside our doors that are backslidden, that are away from God, and, 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 and they, may, they may not stay here, but I believe they're coming, and when they're going to find their life back in God, and I'm telling you, glory to God, that they're going to walk in here, and the presence of God is going to overwhelm them, and they won't need a preacher to tell them to come back. They're going to hit their knees. They're going to hit their face, and they're coming back to God. Hear me. They're coming back to God. They're coming, their lameness is going to be healed. Their brokenness is going to be healed. Their emptiness is going to be filled, because that's why God put us here. And so... Where was I? Oh, Acts 3. So what's really cool is Peter and John said, look on us. And when here's what it says. And he looked at them expecting to receive something. See, I think the day of just having church and playing church is over. It's time the church has to deliver. People come expecting to receive something. And here, let me tell you something, church. You need to get your need met because how are you going to meet somebody else's need until you get your need met? Are you expecting to receive something? I know some of you sitting here right now, you're you're just waiting for me to call you out. Because God's calling you and you know God's got his hand on you and you are expecting, you are like a pregnant mother. You remember what that was like, Candace? I haven't got to see. You remember, remember when, a few weeks ago? I'm not going to even go there. Can I have you? Can I have you? This is his first message. What do you think? Look at this. Look at this. You are you are what she was expecting. Yeah. You are the fulfillment of a dream. Can I tell you some of you are so broken? You don't see your life as worth anything. 
But one time you were, you were this, just a, a potential. The fulfillment of a dream. The product of intimacy. See, I want to tell you something. You can't have one of these without getting intimate. Candace is like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's going there. No, think about it. Every dream you've ever had is when you get intimate with the Lord. And, when you, and if you dare to get close to him, you know what he does? He impregnates you. He gets you expecting to receive something. And so here, here comes this fulfillment. And, and, the, and the dream comes. And, the, and, and yeah, does it, did it hurt? A little bit? No, she had an epidural, didn't you? You cheated. You cheated. Here it is. He's beautiful. Got him? It comes with pain, discomfort. It comes with sometimes some disappointment. Delay. It comes sometimes with tears. It comes sometimes in just utter agony because that's just the nature of their expect the expectancy of what you're believing for is so big. You see, I really have this. I have this pain. I find myself. I find myself doing a lot of crying and a lot of weeping. Because I see this region, I see my city, I see my church in desperate need of Jesus. And I see this, I see what it can be. I see what God intended it to be. I see what God wants it to be. I see what God wants to do. And it breaks my heart sometimes because I feel like many times that, that it's not, the problem is not the enemy. The problem is not the devil. The problem is not what Satan is doing. The problem is we just don't want it bad enough. But there comes a point where you, you, it's like, I've got to give birth. I've got to do this. I've got to see this happen. I've got to come into what God has for me. I'm tired. I'm tired of just being expecting. I want to see the fulfillment. And when the fulfillment comes and the joy, all you forget about every tear, you forget about every pain, you forget about every hurt, you forget about all of it, and you rejoice because something's been birthed. That's going to change your entire world. And so he's he expecting to receive something. And what he, here's the, here's the thing. See, he, what he expected is he had this little cup. And he wanted, what he expected was to hear dink, dink. Hello. He expected to get some money, some change out of it. He'd been sitting by that gate a long time, and his expectancy was way down here. He just wanted somebody to put some money in that cup. And 
Peter and John walked by and they, they were stopped by the Spirit of God because now, see, the church was in a new age. The church was birthed in the power of the Holy Spirit. And now, they were, yeah, they were going to the temple. Why? Because it was the ninth hour. It was time to pray. That's what they did. But on this day, they heard the voice of the Lord say, see that? I want to do something with that. See, there's, God's putting things on people's heart right here in this place. We got people who see the trafficking that's going on, and they've heard the Lord say, I want to do something with that. There's people who see the heroin addictions and struggles and the drugs and everything that's going on in our region, and people are hearing God say, you see that? I want to do something about that. We see the divorce raid. We see kids who are, who are at risk. We see kids who are just who are struggling. My God, we, we keep looking around in our country. Can it, can we, how long is it going to take? Listen to me, church. How long is it going to take? How many more shootings are there going to have to be before the nation just actually gets back to its knees and say, God, forgive us for kicking you out of our schools. Forgive us for forbidding you to come in to our classrooms. Jesus, come back to our schools. Come back to our city. Come back to our churches. Come back to us, God. And see, he said, expecting to receive something, and he thought he was going to get some change, and they would call it a good day. <laughs> this is what I love about God. God can take a really good day and turn it into a really great day. Because they go, well, we don't have any silver and gold. And he's like, Pfft. that's what everybody says. You ever do that in Chicago? No, I got no money. All I got is a debit card. They'll take that too. <laughs> yeah, you ever see a you ever see one of those guys? They'll pull out a credit card machine. Yeah, on their eight hundred dollar phone. Here, I got a square right here. Let's run your card right here. Expecting to receive something, Peter and John, silver and gold have I none. But what I do have. I freely received, and now I'm going to give it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. And it says they reached down, pulled him up, and immediately his legs were strengthened, and he was healed. That caused quite a stir. You let the healing power of God break out. Let miracles, signs, and wonders. It says the people started to take note because that's the thing. You don't have to advertise when God shows up. You don't have to hype a move of God. And so then on the heels of that miracle, this is the message that Peter preaches. And he says, now you must repent. Repent means just change your thinking. Turn around and get your, get your mind right and turn back to God. See, all the Jews knew what that phrase right there was, turn back to God. Because they had turned their backs on God, it was time to turn back to God. That was a familiar phrase to a Jew. 
It was a phrase that the prophets would cry out, turn. And so he's using that and he's saying, turn back to God. You see, (laughs) I think the church is a lot like that lame man. I said, I think the church is a lot like that lame man. Impotent, weak. But the Holy Spirit is going to reach down, pull us up, and heal us of our impotence. And he says, repent back to God that your sins be removed and so that the times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence. The times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence. The Lord's presence is what this is all about. It's all about the presence of the Lord. The Lord's presence was outside the temple being released into a man's legs. The Lord's presence will go anywhere you want to take it. The Lord's presence will go anywhere you're willing to introduce him. You know, a lot of people think the Lord's presence is just for church. Church, if we ever needed to take God's presence outside the building, it's now. You know, it's easy to pray in church. If you can't pray in here, man, you just need Jesus. But, it's, but take, take the presence where it's needed. Release the presence. Release the presence. Release the presence of God everywhere you go. Some of you got workplaces that are just full of demons. Shoe devil, shoe. Release the presence of God. Why don't you get to work a half hour early and just walk it and pray? Release the presence of God over that nasty old boss of yours. Yeah, let him run head up into Jesus. Hello? And he will send you refreshing. It will stream from the Lord's presence. Get that. Refreshing will stream. Everybody say stream. This is what the house of God is about. We are here to let the presence of God stream out from us. Mm. And he will send you Jesus. And he will send you Jesus, the Messiah, the chosen one for you. For listen, for he must remain in heaven until the restoration of all things has taken place. See, we're right now in that time of restoration. God is restoring everything so Jesus can physically, bodily come back. Jesus is not here in his bodily presence. He's only here in the Holy Spirit. Remember when Jesus said, I'm going to go away, but it's going to be better for you because I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He will be with you. Now, there's coming a time in the restoration when it's fulfilled that Jesus is going to show up in his bodily presence. Y'all know Jesus has a glorified body, right? So there's coming a time he's going to return, that we call it the second coming, the return of Jesus. We, we, we look for that time, and, but here's the key. It's in the, at the end of the restoration of all things. Can I tell you one of the things that's being restored right now? 
the church. The church is in desperate need of restoration. The church is, 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 needs to be set in order once again. God spoke to me. I'm, I'm going to tell this story and then I'm going to quit. Back during a couple, of, I don't know, it was a couple of months ago. And I was, I was driving in to an to a early morning prayer meeting. And it was, you know, it was dark and everything. And I was just in the, it was four or five something in the morning. The roads are pretty much, you know, clear. And I'm just driving in. I, that morning I had no, nothing on in the car, nothing on. And I heard the Lord say, listen to me, I heard the Lord. I know I'm mentally ill, according to Joy Behar. Yeah, I know I am mentally ill. I gladly wear that. Because I heard the Lord say, Mike, get my church in order. Get my church in order. That's all he said. See, I, I thought, well, I thought, well, Lord, I... I mean, that just set the, you know, so y'all know, know me. My, my, my mind, sometimes I'm so up in my head, and that just put me on a journey right there. I'm thinking, man, so I'm just like, so I went to prayer, and that morning, God just, God just showed up and confirmed what, what he had said because, I, you know, I, I think every word should be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. And when you're moving in, in the things of God, you should always look for, for God to confirm it. And God, don't go off on the deep end. But know that God is going to walk you through this. And so we went to the prayer meeting. I left that prayer meeting that morning. I had to go to, a, to another meeting. And I'm, I got in the car. Now it's daylight. And I'm driving. And all of a sudden I hear honk, honk, honk. And I, I, look, I look out the window of my car and I, you know, it was this was during that. Remember that few couple months ago when it was like sixty degrees. Oh Jesus, bring it back one more time, please. It was really warm. I think the birds were confused. I was confused. Everybody was confused. Obviously, I, we're still confused. Yesterday really confused me. It's thirty-four degrees and snowing, and I'm like, what? But I'm looking out my window, and I see a flock of geese flying over. And they're in this perfect V formation. And I'm watching, and that's, that's what I saw. And did you know that you know the reason why geese fly in that order? is because the head goose... As he flaps his wings, he creates what's called an upwash. And the upwash from his flap creates an uplift that the next bird gets 71% greater efficiency because he's flying directly behind and off the right, and then the bird behind him gets 71%. So the whole flock gets 71% greater flying range than if each bird flew alone. 
And for the next three days, all I saw were geese every day flying over my head. And I'm like, is it time? Praise God, spring is here. And then that stupid groundhog saw a shadow and goofed all of that up. But God spoke to me and he said, Mike, the reason that we need to get things in order is because this is how the church is going to get to its destination. If we will just get in our place, if we will just find our place and get in it, if we will just let the Lord lead us and take us through, that we will find a lift, we'll find an encouragement, we'll find somebody there in front of us and somebody honking behind us and saying, keep on, keep it on, keep on, keep on, keep on. And what I see is that the church has got to get in order. The geese flying in formation honk to encourage those up front to keep up their speed. And then I found these facts. It says whenever a goose falls out of formation, now listen to this. Whenever a goose falls out of formation, it suddenly feels the drag and resistance of trying to fly alone and quickly gets back into formation to take advantage of the lifting power of the bird immediately in front. The lesson, if we have as much sense as the geese, we will stay in formation. With those who are headed where we want to go and be willing to accept their help as well as give ours to others. And I want to challenge you this morning Will you get into formation? I'm not, this isn't about control. I'm not trying to control anybody. I am not a control freak. I am really not. I give people freedom. I, I, want, I believe there are people sitting in this room with gifts that are greater than mine. I have no question, no doubt, no struggle with that. And you know what my job is? To help get them in formation so they will fly with us. I'm telling you, when you get in formation, it helps you and it helps everybody coming behind you. Come on, listen to me now. God has put us in a peculiar place right here. I believe things are about to just go into a, into a different realm and a different level because God is calling us to get into formation, get into the place we're supposed to be, get out of the drag of trying to do this on your own, do it by yourself. Listen to me, church. You need to get out of yourself and look to, look to one another and realize it's better together. Because some of you are feeling that drag. You're, doing, you're trying to do this alone. Nothing worse than trying to do this alone. Remember a few months ago I preached a, a series here about find your people and find your destiny. Some of you are struggling. You know why? Because you're struggling whether or not you have found your people. God's put it right in front of you, and you're like, well, I don't know if this is it. Are you waiting for something bigger? Don't despise the day of small things. 
Are you waiting for something better? You have to, you have to go out and make the commitment if you want to break through. If you want to get out of the rut, you got to kick both ends out and say, I am not going to stay here. I'm going to connect myself and get where I need to be. I have, I have struggled with this. Because I have, I, you know, I'm just like, I feel like I've done it like Jesus told me to. Just invite. Just give them opportunity. Oh, give them opportunity. Just invite. And people will come. Open the door and people will come. But here's the problem. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why, why are some people having a difficulty committing to me and to this purpose that, that, that you set me here to do? Because I'm not making any apologies. I'm telling you right now, God has commissioned me to do something for this city and for this region. But I said, God, why are people having trouble committing? And he said, because they're relating to you to the way they related to the last place they were in. Therefore, you have to learn how to let go of the things which are behind if you're going to lay hold of the things which are before. And if you keep relating to me the way that you related to the, somebody that hurt you back there, you will never trust me to help get you where you need to go. I want you to bow your heads with me. See, now this, this, this is about getting in formation. Some of you definitely feel the drag because you keep trying to bring your thing and lay it on top of God's thing. God says, will you not trust me to let go of your thing Take hold of my thing, and your thing will be fulfilled when you set out for my thing. So, Father, I just pray right now that every hindrance, every past hurt, every reference point that has people stuck, that keeps them from falling into formation, that keeps them from getting their houses in order will be broken off them right now, that healing will come, that you'll break, God, off of them the, the fear and the very thing that they've said, I just can't let myself be hurt again. But see, if you can't put your hands into God's hands and trust Him and realize that God has to, I have to take the risk of being hurt in order to get help because if I cut myself off from the person who might hurt me, I also cut myself off from the person who might help me. Yeah, you can protect yourself. You can hide and you can protect yourself. But you're protecting yourself also from God because God can't help you till you step out and take a risk. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's for a few people sitting right here this morning because you've been walking in fear. And I love you. I want you to know I would never hurt any of you on purpose. Have I hurt people? Yes. I'm human. I am not Jesus. But I, you have to trust me when, you, when, when I say that my heart is for you and to see you fulfilled in where you're going. My, my, time is, my time is drawing to a close. God's vision for me is to, is to empower and leave this in the hands of people so I can walk away feeling great about the legacy and, and, and the hands that I have put it in. You know I am not here to build a kingdom, a name, a ministry to, to me. But there's some of you that have great gifts inside of you. And you're sitting on them and you are hiding them because you are afraid. And I'm calling you out this morning and I'm saying, step out of the boat and watch God do something that you never imagined, you never thought, or you never even could picture. Because outside of that, all you're going to face is a drag and a resistance. Fall in formation. Father, just I ask the Holy Spirit to bring assurance and peace and comfort and, and hope and faith into the hearts here this morning. God, that there are those who are out of formation. Yes, Lord, their lives are even out of order. But God, that you are a God of order. And you are here, God, to put things right. And God, that you're not freaking out and you're not... You're not nervous, and, and you're not even mad. You're just working, God. You're working, God, to put things in order in our lives. Now, put, put your hand on your heart, and I just want you to say, Lord, put me in formation. I dare you. I double-dog dare you to just say, put me in formation, God, and then trust him. Yeah. Put me in formation. Yeah. I want, Butch, I want you and Ashley to stand right there. Paul and Adele, I want you to pray for them. Butch and Ashley are heading tomorrow out to a whole new chapter of their life. And uh, I, I just believe it's a new beginning. I believe it's a new beginning. Yes, come on. I believe it's a new beginning. It's a reset. Yes, it's a reset. And we're just going to speak over that. I want you to stretch your hand out toward them. I tell you, th this, is, this is a story. We, the story's not even finished yet. It's still being, still being written. But God, God is doing a work, and God, is, God has done a work, and God is yet to do something even beyond what they have thought or even imagined. So, God, we just prophesy into them. God, your direction, your will, your wisdom, your purpose, your destiny in them. And God, when they go, they will be connected, God. They will not be disconnected. They will be connected, God. They will find their, find their tribe. They will find their people, and they will find their destiny, oh God. I pray, oh God, that you'll make a way in the desert. <laughs> make a way in the desert for them, oh God. Yes, Lord, and let it spring forth and blossom. Yes, Lord, let it spring forth and blossom. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you for listening to the City Point Podcast. For more information, please visit us online at citypoint.tv or our Facebook page, City Point Church.